previously on the Simply Human podcast. The CrossFit's so new that we're kind of test subjects, right, you know? Right. Like, what, what are we going to feel like? Are we going to all have, like, double knee replacement and double yeah. hip replacements at the age of 45? It's episode 125 of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is Evan Brand of the Not Just Paleo podcast and notjustpaleo.com. Uh, we talk about lots of cool things, not just paleo. <laughs> and then uh, it is the Humans Being Human segment, another moderately funny edition. And Katie Howard, we're going to get some details on that marrying a stranger voicemail she left us. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip. And yes. How are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you, Mark? I'm excellent. Um, do you have any superpowers? That was a really uh, smooth segue. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right into it. Mark, just out of journalism school, Mark Rogers. Yes, yes. Uh, the, the best superpower I can think of is something that I was actually just doing. I was preparing, uh, making a marinade for some chicken for dinner. Oh, wow. And I am able to almost precisely estimate the size of a tablespoon oh. when I'm chopping – uh, up leaves. Uh, it's it's kind of a random way to say that. Like it, the I, the recipe called for four tablespoons of cilantro, leaves and stems finely chopped. And so I just have this big bushel of cilantro, and I just pull off a bunch of it and chop it all up. And it's That's exactly perfect. like two like the tea exactly four tablespoons. I do that all the time. Well, it's okay. So what we're talking about when we say superpowers is that, you know, Superman has his superpowers. Obviously, he's got eyes that shoot lasers. He's got a, uh, you know, Does he real? No, 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 no. He has heat vision, Mark. That's different than laser vision. Is it? Okay. Uh thought that was the same <sighs> thing. I'm learning something new about Superman today. Super strong, uh, you know, Hulk can turn into the Hulk. Everyone has the superpowers. So if you're not a superhero, we I believe that everyone has a superpower, you just may not realize that you have it. Or it's just such a kind of a small thing that's not really going to fight crime, but it is a superpower. Another one is I am able to, no matter the situation, uh, I'm able to correctly estimate the time within two minutes, no matter Whoa. what time you ask me. No way. Yes. What time is it right now? Uh, 325. <laughs> that's exactly right. Oh, see, I told you. Well, but that's not fair because I, I knew we're calling Evan at three thirty. Well, I knew it was a few minutes before that. See, that's, that's well, like I, I know every Heisman. That's really not a superpower. That's just I'm a nerd and I'm yeah. Them. And I wonder. Uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, does my my Cosby Show trick does that count as a superpower? I don't know. I, see, I, if I so, if like I, I can, if you you can take any episode of the Cosby Show, any of it at all, seasons one through whatever. And play uh, me nine. a 15-second clip of any portion of the episode. I'm able to tell you every single plot line from the episode. There are usually about three. And I'm able to tell you one direct quote. Like, quote, perfect. Yeah. Is that a superpower? I think I, I think so. That's not just mem- – I mean, that's that's more than just memorizing. That's more than just Well, like, I never sat up. down and was like, you know what? I'm going to learn right. this whole sh- – I just – I've – absorbed so many of it okay. so much of it from watching well, episodes since we eliminated uh my heisman memory trick as not a superpower i had to think of a couple more and i've, I've got a couple more okay i can pick up an empty bottle or can or a, a bottle or can and and tell you if it's empty or if there's still a little bit left in it not a superpower <laughs> like for instance 
there was I'm a, able to pick up a container and tell you if it it contains matter? No, that's not a superpower. Okay. That's, everyone can do that. Well, I don't know because uh, there was a. Now, bottle. if you were to say you could esti- you could tell me exactly. exactly how much liquids in there, then that's one thing. Well, hold on, Jen. What is your superpower? Do you have a superpower? What? Oh, she can birth very large children. That's a superpower. That's pretty... Mm. All women can do that. Dog slower. (laughs) Well, okay. So there was a a, a bottle of root beer uh, recently. What? What? Can I tell them your superpower? Oh, great. Yes, please. Uh, Mark has the ability to walk into a room and make disaster just with his presence. (laughs) Hmm. What do you mean by that? Mess. Just make a mess everywhere I go, huh? huh? Talking about the mess in your pants? <laughs> he said talking about the mess in your pants. That too. Not, not her pants, your pants. Right, yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's be clear. Let's be yeah, clear here. totally clear. Not her. My pants here. Saint. This is not her. I'm not making a mess sometimes. Um, so there was an empty root beer bottle, and I picked it up to throw it away. And, uh, nope, this is not This is not empty. There's something in this. And I looked, and there was a little lime slice in it. Ha-ha. That is not what we're talking about, Dang Mark. It. Okay, okay. Well, how about this one? Um, so I don't have to. I'm able to breathe in oxygen and produce <laughs> carbon dioxide. <laughs> my eyes are able to take in light and my, takes them in my brain, and I can see. Um, okay, so here's another one. Uh, I don't have to measure out the water when I'm cooking oatmeal. I can, I can, okay. I can precise, and it's kind of like your tablespoon trick. I can, or power. Sorry. How do you, how do you verify that though? But it's perfect every time. I mean, it's, it's my kids never complain. Mm, I think mine's a little bit more impressive oh. because, like, if you're pouring liquid into something, it's just it varies. If it, if the if it said you must pour exactly this yes, much in there, it does. But like, I no, get it right. I never. It's I never don't think too... I'm willing to grant that. You need to come up with something better. I don't know if I have anything else. What? What's my I'm super... able to shirtlessly deadlift 325 pounds. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, the Instagram post of my brother-in-law was quite nice, didn't you think? <laughs> I don't know. Yes. I think we might have already talked about that. Guy's so sexy. <laughs> Ryan is such an. Oh, no. We we talk about him on every show. Oh. There, How he looks like a superhero with no clothes on. Yeah, yeah, he, he does. Yeah, that's his superpower. Well, hey, here, here's something. Uh, he was in town a few weeks ago and uh, came to church with us. And there was kind of the sad thing that had happened to someone in our. I won't say what it is because that's not the point of this. But it's okay. like it was like a very somber tone, like in the church class. Well, Ryan was there, and he's got his man bun, and he's got this like perfectly tailored suit that's like kind of yeah. tight fitting, and he's just like you know he's got this beard, and so he's in this class with all these like you know married folk, you know my age moms and stuff, and so we were laughing afterwards because like these moms are like conflicted between like feeling really sad, but then like kind of biting their lips and sort of like looking over at Ryan like mm. you know like and then going back to being sad, and then oh yeah, there's Ryan over there like he was distracting them. Why would from- they be all sad? Well, because it was remember something sad had happened to someone in our class, oh, okay. so it was like this sort of sad tone of the class and we were like and uh, for anyone who needs uh, uh, comforting 
Uh, Ryan Barker will be standing at the front of the class, uh, accepting <laughs> to provide hugs. Accepting hugs. <laughs> like the women are like lined out the door, <laughs> like just. Mm. Um, He's like that guy in the uh, the uh, HBO show Leftovers, who like uh, is a prophet and just gives people hugs, and they pay him like thousands of dollars. That's what Ryan should do. Yes. Um, that, that, I've got a good superpower. Okay. It, like for I me? am. Uh, well, you need to think of I one for to, me. I, I'm sorry that you're not that spectacular. I can correctly estimate exactly how long it's going to take me to do the lawn work beforehand. Like if I'm going to – today I'm going to mow and I'm going to weed eat and I'm going to edge. It will take me 43 minutes and almost invariably it takes me 43 minutes. Yeah, I, is that, that's, I think a lot of guys have something similar oh, to that. Well, that, that doesn't count quite as much because it's you know something that you do often so you right. know how much. But here's another thing. I can tell you – uh, if I'm driving somewhere on the road, like a road trip, uh, and maybe this is math man in my head, like crunching numbers of how far we're going in average speed, but yeah. I can tell you within two minutes of how what time I'm going to get there yeah. uh, from 200 miles away. Starting at 200 miles away, I can wow. tell you within two minutes how what time we're going to get there. I think it's uh, a good... Independent of traffic, I should say. You're right. I think it's good power because to say, okay, what time we need to be at the such and such restaurant... What time do we need to leave here? To oh, get the answer there? to that is you need to leave 15 minutes early because you have a wife, and she will say, "No, we will get the well, on time when we are uh, one second yeah, there." Because early. the wives don't take into consideration walking to the car, getting in the car, parking, yep. getting out of the car, walking. That takes like five minutes. Yeah. I do too. You be quiet. You're not on this podcast. You get away from me. <laughs> um, speaking of 69. Um. <laughs> yes. Okay. Th- th- here's my superpower. My social, oh my social security. Oh, <laughs> I'm really good at. Okay. Um, we do have a friend who has a superpower that any number you can give him, no matter what number it is, he can uh, round it. Uh, like immediately do the math to be like, oh yeah, uh, subtract two hundred and fifty four to get to sixty nine. Yeah, yes, or add this number to get well, to sixty nine, or divide it like yeah. instantaneously. So anytime he does a number joke, you're like, yeah, minus hmm. eight, so, so how do I get to sixty nine from here? Yeah. Huh. Okay, so in my social security number is the number sixty nine. <laughs> okay, in the new employee identification number for the new uh, business that we've started, the last four digits sixty nine hundred. So, I just got my new license plates for a new vehicle that I that I have, and in the mm. license six nine four. You probably shouldn't say your license plate number on the radio. Why? I don't know. That seems like kind of private. Can you? Well, it's I'm driving around in it. It's public knowledge. People could just. Well, I understand that standpoint, but like, if some crazy person like uh, in some other state wants to come find you and kill you, they can find your address. Okay, I will be deleting, bleeping that. Yeah, you might want to just cover some of that up with a beep. Well, hey, my, my, let me tell you, my Visa card number is 4025-6424. Yeah, Mark, come on. Why did you just get out my real Visa card now? How do you know that? Did <laughs> I find your real Visa card number? You would be receiving the biggest box of dildos ever. <laughs> like, it would just come to the front door, and it would be like 10 feet tall. It would be like a gigantic shipping crate, and you'd... Fragile! What is this? And you open up the oh. doors, and it's just a thousand, like, or crazy just, dildos. Or just, just one... Or just, avalanche on top of you. Or just one uh, a lamp. It's a lamp. It's a Christmas story. Hmm. Instead of a leg. 
Okay. Um, okay, so I need to bleep that out. Uh, but why Why is that number in whoa, 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 everything that ble- I have? Bleep out what? The word that I use? No, no, no. Me and... Uh, okay, I was about to say. That's all uh, right. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's just a thing that people make. Like, I am the grand arbiter of what's appropriate and what's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why, why is that number in every, like, formal number that's associated with my life? <laughs> I guess add that to the bragging montage? Yeah. That's my superpower. Mark Rogers and I like to 69. Jeez. <laughs> oh, God, you're man. an idiot. Okay. Um, let's get I to our... I love how, like, two days ago you texted me. You're like, hey, for crosstalk, be thinking of superpowers. And we get to you, and you hadn't thought about it at all. No, like, I had. Oh, I had two. Yeah, but they are clearly not superpowers. Well, that was the best I had. I can hmm. drop lots of weight on myself. I can get run over by a car. How about all that? Hmm. Hmm. My uh, my computer is frozen. So let's get to the interview with Evan. We are about to call him. Yes, please. Yeah. He is ready for us. Um, so uh, we can't say what we talked about because we don't know yet. But go to the website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Follow me on Instagram, Periscope, Twitter, at simplyhuman52. Find Rick on Periscope. You've only done one Periscope, Rick. Um, was it that interesting? Or it was. Or people clamoring yes. for more? I wish they would. Yeah. At R. Bentley, B-E-N-T-L-E-Y, 3032. Um, everything's on the, the website. If you have any questions, email simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Email rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. The phone number is 530-42-HUMAN. Call us. Leave us a voicemail. We had a lot of fun doing uh, listener voicemails last show, and we're following up with one on Humans Being Human today. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Evan Brand. Joining us is Evan Brand. Uh, we have uh, been talking about you coming on for like it seems like a month ever since the Josser retreat that we, we set this up Evan of notjustpaleo.com the notjustpaleo podcast welcome to the show Evan howdy thanks for having me we had major issues yesterday we were supposed to record and we had a Skype issue but we fixed it and here we are and one thing that we didn't get to do with we, you... We did fix the issue about Skype. We did not fix the issue about Mark's rage. God, he was so mad I was about not, Skype. I was not that mad. No, you were very like... You were Mark Rogers' no, you played a spaghetti angry. No way. You have never seen <laughs> that kind of anger. I was very soft. Horse hockey that I've never seen that kind of anger. I've known you for 25 years, Mark. I've, I've seen that anger. I was very softly cursing. Very softly. <laughs> I was not <laughs> screaming. But Which Mark did leave me a voicemail today, so that was very nice of you, Mark. See, Rick, I'm nice. Mark is known for many things. Rage panic is one of them, <laughs> and being very nice when he calms down and realizes he's flew off the handle. So well, you got the both, both of both worlds here. Last night, uh, we're, you know, World's Okay, it's Mom Talk. We, we were fin- finally finishing up this huge t-shirt order that we had done. Evan, we're my, you know, I think we talked about this in, the, in Chico. And, like, I've been having all sorts of issues with PayPal and, like, the shipping tool and all this stuff. And I finally was down to, like, the last 10 uh, labels and they started printing off like two to a side, you know, like so it would like print, it would like shoot out half the sheet and then suck it back in and then print it on the other side. So, I, like, rendering the labels useless because they're, you know, they're like on either side of the page and I couldn't like stop the, the job, you know, and I was, I was very, I, that was, I was played of spaghetti rage at that time, Rick, but not about <laughs> Skype. So, 
Now that we've talked about stress and panic rage, let's talk to Evan about stress. And I know, you know, if you want to hear Evan's background and his story, go back to the episode and I'll link to it in the show notes. But actually, that, that's been a while ago. So actually, but let's let's first start with what are you doing now? I know you've recently moved. Uh, give us the, the Evan update. Sure. <laughs> well, last time we talked, I don't know if I was living in Austin or not, but for a period of time, I was living in Austin, Texas with my wife and I was working at a supplement company and I was working on science and research and developing supplements, which was fun. Uh, but I was homesick and I could not heal my health until I got back to the Bluegrass State, which is Kentucky, where I was born and raised. So we moved back here last March. So it's been a little bit over a year now since we've been back home. And yeah. uh, we've conceived a child since then. So our first Ooh, baby, talk, talk our, more about our, that. Our, how our does, daughter is. How does that work? I know. Something in the grass here, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, so so that happened, and so our first baby, our daughter Summer, she's due in June. So that's exciting. Um, in the meantime, so you know, like business wise, I was just working with clients on this side when I lived in Texas, just because I was working forty hours for the supplement company, and that was it was exhausting i burned myself out doing both of those and i quickly learned that you know that's not a sustainable model that i would recommend anyone try to do <laughs> although if you're in go mode sometimes you just get stuck there until yeah. you hit a wall so that's what happened to me so then i came back here to kentucky and then i started my functional medicine practice actually out of a chiropractor's office here locally and then eventually i got sick and tired of working under fluorescent lighting so i quit working out of the brick and mortar and just went 100% virtual. So now I'm able to help more people and I can do that from anywhere in the world and any person in the world can get help now. Awesome. So that's what I do five days a week and then I'm going to be probably cutting that down to three or four days as soon as the baby comes. Okay, so speaking of birthdays, and I, I, Rick, I told Evan that we were going to guess his birthday. So Okay, and I, I, I did hear the part where you told him that I am the yes. only one who's guessed it, right? Yes. Yeah, you got Michelle. Thank Ains. you. Um, okay. Um, we should always be doing the birthday segment at the very beginning. I know, I know. By the way, like o this. October 3rd. No. Okay, okay no hints. Uh, I will go with March 11th. No. January okay, twenty. January 24th. We get, one, we get one more each. No. Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> June 12th. No, June 12th is my brother's birthday. Whoa, I guess that counts okay. for something. Well, that's close enough. Like, that does count for something. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it? Okay, what is it, Evan? It's January 12th. Oh, what did I say? January I 24th? Yeah. You said like January 21st or yeah. something. Okay. Yeah. Very I, close. I, I, very, I, done. very well done, Mark. Wow, I was very close. So. I, I golf clap for you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And, and then your daughter's due date is June what? June 10th. June 10th. Uh, Mark has out his desk calendar, writing everything down. Yeah. <laughs> Rick, Ryan Ensign's birthday is June 10th. Just FYI. Well, yeah, so one person on the podcast, that's me, knows what you're talking about. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, that, this has been uh, <laughs> guessing our guest birthday with Mark and Rick. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we fail miserably. Uh, all right. So, Evan, you talked about um, you know working out of a chiropractor's office, a functional medicine. It kind of explain to people... When you say I have a functional medicine practice, what does that mean? Yeah, so let me compare and contrast. That's usually the easy way to do this. So conventional medicine is you go to the doctor, you get your yearly or maybe once every decade, depending on who you are, blood work run, 
and the doctor comes in and he spends five minutes with you and he says, oh, everything looks good. Maybe your triglycerides are a little high, your cholesterol, maybe that's a little bit off. And okay, here's a statin. See you later. Good luck. And that's pretty much it. So that's a conventional approach. Now, if you break your arm, obviously they're going to help you a lot better and they're going to help you with emergency medicine, which we're really good at in the United States. We're pretty good at at least. I have heard of some crazy stories of people getting stitched back up from surgeries and having scissors like yes. left inside of their body. Or like gauze or like or a something. junior mint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seinfeld. So, yeah. so that's crazy. So to, to compare and contrast that to functional medicine, the goal, which I had to find this approach to fix my own problems with depression and anxiety and all sorts of mood issues and just everything, you know, IBS diagnosis. I had three prescription drugs written for me at one time at the age of, I think I was 18 or 19, and I said no to all of them because they did not address the root cause of my issues. So that's what I do now is to help people find the root cause of their issues. So whether it's fatigue or whether it's joint pain or depression or they want to lose weight and actually do it in a way that makes sense, I use some customized labs that you can't really get anywhere else from a conventional doctor, and I run those to look at people's different body systems. So I kind of break things down into body system one, two, three, which, Mark, you saw the the talk about, right. basically body system one, which was the endocrine system or your uh, stress handling system. So your adrenals, your thyroid, the glands that are all connected to each other. So I have a test that I measure for that, which is an adrenal test. And then body system two is your gut. So your mouth to your butt. Anywhere uh-huh. along there, there's things that can happen. So Mark that, your mouth to your butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's the that that'll be the end. Remember, <laughs> yeah. So so anything anything along that tract, you can get bacterial infections. You can get candida, which is a yeast that becomes opportunistic. So all those people out there drinking multiple kombuchas per day, sometimes you're feeding that situation and making it worse huh. than actually just you know getting the benefits of kombucha. You know, there's parasitic infections, etc. And those are really problematic for a lot of people, and those create endotoxins and inflammation in the body that makes you feel like crap and your brain doesn't work. So then body system three is your detox ability. So I use an organic acids test, which is a P test that you do at home. And then what that does is it looks at about 75 throughout the body. So I can see if you have bacterial overgrowth, I can see how your liver's functioning. Are you actually converting your food into vitamins and nutrients to feed your brain, your neurotransmitters, your brain chemicals, or are you just wasting your money on grass-fed beef because you don't have good digestion because you have a parasite infection? You know, so that's kind of the main system. Yeah. And for me, I did a couple of podcasts on this on my show and not just paleo. I'd lost about 20 pounds when I went from Kentucky to Texas, and I lived down there. I lost about 20 pounds without trying, and maybe some people are like, oh, that's great. No, I did not want to lose weight, and so I ran some stool testing on myself, and I showed up with two parasites, one called Cryptosporidium and one called Giardia, which, Lord. yeah, sometimes they call it uh, backpacker fever or beaver oh. fever. Um <laughs> Hey, I know, this sounds Mark, hilarious. Mark that one as well. <laughs> I'm laughing knowing what Mark's face looks like right now. Rick, well, said that. Rick's, uh, Rick's mom actually just got, got over a case of beaver fever. So, um, <laughs> sorry. Is that like an inside joke or did she really? No. <laughs> no, this is, it's Mark making a sex joke about my mom. Ah, I'm, that went over my head. <laughs> Mark, we've ordered that, but explain it to you when we're done recording. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. So, so well, anyways. I, I, I love what you're talking about, For if I may make a very brief point. Like uh, the way you explain it makes it sound like your job is to find out why we're ending up sick or why we're ending up having these symptoms, whereas traditional medicine just 
addresses the symptoms. Like, oh, you can't sleep? Here's a pill. Oh, you have high cholesterol? Here's a pill. And so very briefly, that's what I wanted to interrupt and, and, and say already this makes more sense than just standard traditional medicine. Right. Yeah. I mean, the goal is not to find a cure or a cause for things like cancer. There is no one cause. There is no one cure. It's probably a thousand, if not a hundred thousand different variables and factors. Your lifestyle, you know, how do you handle stress? Have you been exposed to toxins? Are you around secondhand or thirdhand smoke? Have you drank alcohol? What do your genetics say? What does your environment say? Did you grow up near a farm where there were pesticides being sprayed on the lawn? Are you around a lot of cell phone towers and electromagnetic pollution? You know, are you dehydrated? Are you skipping meals and your blood sugar's wrecked? Do you have infections? Do you have hormonal imbalances? These are the real causes and fixes that we should be looking for but you know medicine is never going to go that way because you can't really make trillions like the pharmaceutical industry is making on a ten dollar bottle of vitamin d for example that i might use to get someone back into an optimal range because there's so many studies now looking at vitamin d and having sufficient levels reducing your risk for cancer you see so it it just really doesn't make sense from a financial standpoint For these kind of big systems that we have in place to, to help people get well, to the root well, there's, cause. there's a lot of things like that. Uh, there's no money in being barefoot unless you're a Vibram five finger. You know, like there's no money in, uh, you know, there's no research grants being given to people to study the effects of, uh, of spinach. Or, you know, it's just, yeah, there's no money. Um, in that, but but real quick, I have some friends that are still, and this is conventional wisdom, so it's not like these my friends are stupid, because I don't have stupid friends. I surround myself with smart people because <laughs> I am very stupid. Um, but like they're still on, into that the impression that okay, oh, I have like the slightest symptom of anything, Z pack time, like antibiotics. Let's just get it all out, and they're just taking. I actually read something today on Huffington Post. Mark, along the same lines that like doctors like prescribe, or maybe it was the Guardian, uh, doctors prescribe uh, antibiotics literally ten times more often than they should. Well, send me that because I want to. I want to. I will. I want to direct this guy and say, hey, go to episode one twenty five with Evan Brand. Go to the twenty five minute mark and listen to Evan talk about the whole antibiotic thing and why it's not always just great to just take a, a Z pack every time you have a cough or something. Right. Yeah. So, and there was a new study that came out about that and the number was that 47 million prescriptions each year in terms of antibiotics, 47 million each year are medically unnecessary. Oh my gosh. God almighty. <laughs> now, now here's the problem, you know, so it's not to say the problem is that antibiotics come in and they decimate the gut flora, which we're outnumbered by bacteria in our bodies than cells. We have but, more bacterial cells like, than human cells. It's like, isn't it like seven or eight to one, the ratio? I mean, we are, we are way more bacteria cells than we are human cells. Is that accurate? I don't know the ratio, but I know that it's, we're vastly outnumbered. Yeah. And, and, and so a lot of people in the kind of the, I don't know if you call it, alternative health community or whatever is I call it the community that, that makes sense that uses science but common sense uh, you know we know that it's going to destroy your gut flora so a lot of times when I'm working with people and we look at their health history one of the questions on my intake form is have you taken any antibiotics in the last five years and I would say 90% of the people that come to me the answer to that question is yes yeah. and so I just spoke with a woman earlier today and she says ever since I went to Nepal and I had some type of infection. 
I got put on a pretty heavy dose of antibiotics and I came back to the States. Nothing has ever been the same since. My gut's been crazy. I've gained weight. My hair is falling out. Um, my thyroid markers are off when I get blood work done. I can't sleep. I'm waking in the middle of the night. I'm grinding my teeth, etc. To me, it sounds like, you know, not to diagnose her without labs, but it sounds like there's something going on deeper in the gut, whether it's some type of parasite or other infection that hasn't been addressed. So with the antibiotic picture here, a lot of times people go to those for things that aren't even bacterial in nature. Right. Like if you go and you get the flu, that's a virus. That's not bacteria. Yeah, it's so if never, you try to come in with antibiotics, you're not even you're not even talking apples and oranges. Yeah, so it like, really doesn't do anything. Well, I mean, there's some things like ear infection, or there's some things that could be either viral or bacterial. But if it, yeah, it's like what you just said. If it's something that that can't even be bacterial, then why would you take or be subscribe antibiotics to something that isn't even bacterial in nature? Right. Um, so I have two other notes to say about antibiotics. Good, you know, good, good. I, I treat a lot of children too, and something that's really common for kids is the doctor will throw them on antibiotics if they have ear infections. Right. And the truth is, you can successfully treat the ear infections with several different natural botanicals. So whether we're talking about like grapefruit seed extract, or whether we're talking about uh, garlic, I mean, there's tons of yeah. different botanicals and herbs that you can use. And they don't have to decimate their gut because it's really important for kids to have a healthy gut. I mean, I would argue almost more important than adults just because they're in the developmental stage. And if you don't have good flora and they have, say, ADD or ADHD and all these cognitive issues, then the teacher's going to complain and then you get you end up in the doctor's office and more then they medicine. end up putting your kid on Ritalin. So you yeah. see how these things just – they stack upon one another and then you're so deep in this rabbit hole that it's really hard to see – see the light or see the other the other side of it and especially now, if you're if you're a parent and your child was born like our youngest was a c-section you don't get that initial exposure to the mom's bacteria going through the birth canal so if you're a if you have a c-section baby or you are a c-section baby or something that can also they've they've found out that that has an effect on your gut flora and and your biome your gut biome uh, later in life yeah, 100%. And anybody listening, I've been told by several other practitioners that, you know, if for some reason anybody listening or my wife, for example, if we have to have a C-section emergency, that the goal is to just take, you know, whether it's a, a cotton ball or some type of uh, sterilized gauze and just literally, you know, rub it on the mother's vagina and you put it on the ears, the nose, the yeah. mouth of the of the newborn just to try to basically re-inoculate whatever you can. Right. And then... The other thing I was going to say about antibiotics too is we're nearing what's what most people are considering the antibiotic era because MRSA for example which is a staph resist it's a staph uh, infection that's resistant to the antibiotic that used to work for it is killing tons of people all I mean ar around the world um, and Mark you know Jim Laird he's talked a lot to me and probably others too about how he picked up an infection like that and he was He's not in good shape with that. So yeah. it's a real big deal. And say you go to the doctor once again. Let's say you have heartburn, for example. Or let's say you have suspect, you know, you've suspected that you may have celiac disease or gluten intolerance. So then you go to a gastroenterologist, right? You go to a specialist that's supposed to help you. So what they'll do is they'll do an endoscopy. So they take this scope and they stick it down your throat and put it in and they'll take a biopsy and they'll pull it back out and see if they can give you a positive diagnosis for celiac. Well, I had a guy named Dr. Rodney Ford 
uh, talk with me, and he said that a lot of those show up false negative. So you go to the hospital, and you get this scope, and where the problem lies is these scopes are improperly cleaned by a, oh by a large gosh. portion. So now you have an antibiotic-resistant bacteria that is on the scope, <laughs> and you go in just for a routine scan. And now and they've got it. Yeah, and, and, and the test is, is not accurate anyway. So now you've been told, oh, you don't have celiac when you could have it because that diagnosing method is not accurate. Right. And now you have this antibiotic-resistant bacteria. So my best advice, if anybody takes anything away from this, it's not to be against mainstream medicine. I use them, and, and I respect you know medical doctors, but you just have to really be careful what you're doing, and you really have to kind of zoom out and look at yourself from the third perspective before you go do something like that in a hospital because I, I'm afraid sometimes you may never come out. Yeah, and not to say also that antibiotics aren't amazing and have saved countless lives since they were created. You know, like it's the, we're not saying that absolutely. antibiotics are the devil. Like there is an absolute time and place for them, but they've gotten to be where they're just so widespread that just by taking your doctor's word for it, even if you trust him, and he may be a very trustworthy person or she, whatever, just like kind of do some of your own research. And one thing I was going to ask, like other than like, you know, getting the, the vaginal uh, cotton swab and doing that whole deal on the ears and everything, like what are some things that like kids can do? Like our kids, like, like Hunter, my son, we do raw milk, raw yogurt, um, we do probiotics, like uh, how important is it if you feel like your gut, or let's say you, you're hearing this and your your kid just got off a round of antibiotics and you're going, oh, great, now, what am I supposed to do? What are some ways that you can sort of re-infiltrate in, the gut? That's, that's a great question, Mark. Well, first I would say, and, and maybe people say, oh, you're biased, but I like clinical data, so I like lab work. So I have an 8-year-old and a 12-year-old kid that I'm both treating them right now, and I was talking with them earlier this week. It's kind of fun to, to talk with a little kid and have the mom there you know, talking about their, their symptoms with me. It's, it's just fun how the kids perceive things versus the mom, and you know, they both have gone through probably dozens of rounds of antibiotics at this point, and so what we did is we ran an organic acids test on them, which is just a pee test. They pee in a cup at home. We send it back to the lab, and what they both showed up with is an insanely high overgrowth of candida. So there's a marker called arabinose, and it's kind of like how if you want to measure emissions of a car, you stick something up to the tailpipe of the car and you measure the emissions. That's kind of the same thing with what you can find in the urine. So this arabinose is like the off-gassing of the candida yeast. So they have a super a super high level of overgrowth. Now, why I say that is because if someone comes in and they, they say, oh, well, I heard on this podcast that a probiotic's good, or I heard that you know fermented foods are good or whatever, if you just throw those in while someone has an overgrowth, sometimes what can happen is you, you feed the fire, and it's like throwing gasoline on the fire, and they're really going to flare up, and they're going to have a lot more symptoms. So the huh. gas, the stomach distension, the bloating, yeah. the burping, maybe some of the fatigue, the brain fog. Um, you're describing, you're describing Rick, I think, with the bloating. That's <laughs> just me in a nutshell. Brain fog, lots of <laughs> farting. <laughs> I do have this question, Evan, to be serious, not like Mark. Sorry. So we have people that will email us or Facebook messages or tweet us or whatever and say, hey, you know, listen to what you guys talk about uh, eating the right foods and moving the right way and sleeping and all yada yada. And I do all those things and I've been doing them and doing them and doing them and I've had no results whatsoever. And it's been a you know large enough sample size. It's been three or four months and I still, you know, haven't lost any fat, still, you know, I'm not having the, the benefits that I feel like I should. Are you saying that they're – 
sometimes just improving those things is not enough that you need to delve uh, more in with more precise testing to see if there is like an underlying thing going on. Absolutely. I mean, that's why when I first created the podcast and the clinic and all of that, I called it not just paleo because I did paleo and I did all of the cool little diet trends and nothing worked. So something that I would tell people to look at first, this is a free test that they can do right now anywhere in the world. Take a look and you guys can do it too. Take a look down at your free. Now you're speaking my language. Free. Okay. So take a look at your fingernails, and if you're by a window, it's going to be better because you have a little bit more of a light source. But take a look at your fingernails, and if you see vertical ridging, vertical lines that go across the surface of the nail, you can also uh, take your fingertip and you can feel across your nails. And if you feel that texture and you see the vertical lines, that's a sign that you have some type of malabsorption going on. Uh So whether that's your proteins, your fats, your carbs, if you have vertical lines, there's something going on in the gut that needs to be addressed. Well, then. So what do I do? I've got vertical I'm screwed. lines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what like what so like what is that so then okay, you got vertical lines. The next step isn't do this. The next step is go see Evan and then we gotta figure out what's going on, right? Or a functional sure, medicine yeah. practitioner yeah, I mean, in your I mean, area. There, you know, there's a lot of functional medicine practitioners out there these days. I won't say you know that that I'm the all-knowing perfect guru. I don't ever want to have that label because if somebody tells you they know everything about everything, then They're you need to run away. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that I've had a lot of people that have gone to doctors and specialists and whatever, and I'm the and I'm the end of the rope for people, and and I get people better. And honestly, it does blow my mind. So you know, if that is the case, back to your question, Mark, about the kids and what do you yeah. do and all of that. You know, sometimes we like. To, this is what our whole movement's about, right? We want to get people better and we want to help ourselves and just spread this movement, which we're doing a great job of and you guys are doing great with your podcast. However, sometimes we go and hear something and we're like, oh, I'm going to go jump on this new trend or I'm going to jump on this supplement right. or this probiotic. And you can make someone worse. I have a, a 24-year-old female who she went to a naturopathic doctor. She had tons of stomach distensions. She said she looked like she was pregnant every time she ate like rice or potato or carbs or starches, her stomach would blow up. So the naturopath said, okay, let's just put you on this high-potency probiotic. She got extremely worse. And I'm to the point where you know she was wanting to take days off of work because her stomach was in so much pain, so much cramping. And so we ran some testing and found that she had major bacterial overgrowth. So we come in with kind of what I call a GI killing protocol, which is just some natural antifungals, some natural anti-yeast, uh, things like berberine, People have probably heard of berberine, um, yeah. black walnut, wormwood. There's a lot of these natural herbs that are really effective, if not more effective, than antibiotics would be with no side effects. And so once you actually – think of like an army. Like once you kill off all of the bad guys, then you can come in and bring more troops in and support the good guys. But you know, sometimes things have to be done in the right order. You can't just come in. Probiotics are good. They're always good. I'm going to just drink kombucha every day and take all these probiotics. Sometimes it's the order of operations that makes the difference between someone getting better and someone not getting better. So we really do need to be like, when we're messing around with stuff like that, we really do need to be in contact with somebody who knows what they're talking about, not just you know reading stuff on the internet because hey, it's on the internet, it must be true. Like it, there, there's more to it than just you know, uh, oh yeah, this guy across the street was eating paleo and lost a bunch of weight. So I'll just do exactly what he's doing. And maybe I'll have the same results. You really do need to have the guidance of somebody who knows what's going on in there, I guess. Right. Well, so 
you know, the foundations are always important. You know, sleep, movement, nutrition, all the stuff that you guys talk about on your podcast are excellent. And those are the foundations. You know, 98% of the people that I work with, they're already doing paleo or they have an yeah. autoimmune disease and they're doing autoimmune paleo, which is even more strict, but yet they're still struggling. And, in, you know, once again, they go back and they get the blood test done and it doesn't show anything. So here's another story that happened this week. A female, she's 27. She lives in Dallas. She went to India. So uh, let's see, back last fall, we ran some testing on her. She had a lot of GI symptoms that didn't make sense. So we ran a stool test on her. Everything showed up clean. She went to India. She came back. Everything just went to hell. Her stomach was just cramping pain you know, awful bowel movements, et cetera. She, I told her, okay, use your health insurance, maximize your health insurance because you have it. I want you to go to the doctor, tell them you want the most comprehensive stool test available. So she goes and gets that run and she sends me the results and it comes back clean. I say, this does not make sense. There's no way. I'm sorry. I hate to have to make you spend money on another test, but we need to retest. So we retested her, and she shows up with an infection called blastocystis hominis, which is a parasite that causes pretty bad diarrhea. So now we found it, and now we can get rid of it. But if she just would have settled with what the doctor told her, you're all clear, go back to work and do everything as normal, this infection could exist for 10, 20, 30 years, and then sometimes Whoa. a chronic disease pops up, and then we're like, well, how did this disease happen? Well, if you've had a parasite stealing all of your nutrients and your amino acids, they want to eat just like us. If they're stealing your nutrients every time you eat, which would indicate why you have the vertical ridging on your nails, you're not breaking down, say, the biotin from your, your uh, various foods, then you're, you're not going to be well. So now we got her on a protocol and she's getting better and it's only been a couple of weeks. You know, So it's, it's really just making sure that you're digging but making sure that you're digging enough and you're using the right type of tools that are actually going to reveal what's going on, not just give you the all clear. And also not okay, to so get so – I am interested in, in what you're saying for sure, and I know there are people that are listening that are interested for sure. So how do I know at what point I need to start consulting with somebody like you? Is it just, oh, I'm not uh, you know, feeling very good and despite doing some of this stuff? What, uh, at what point should I start thinking about bringing somebody in, a professional? That's a great question. So I would say there's two there, there's two types of people or there's two categories of people. One is someone who they've already read all the books, they've done all the diets, they've done all the programs and they're still struggling. They they've hit a wall, they're at the end of the rope. They're not getting any answers. That's one type of person who, yeah, you need to figure out what's deeper. Do you have adrenal issues? If you do have adrenal issues, what stage of adrenal fatigue do you have? Have you been burning the candle at both ends forever? Are you stage three where it's going to take you a year to get better? And then you look in body system two. Let's rule in. Let's rule out bacterial infections. Let's rule in or out candida. Um, one in three people that I test has an infection. So I've run probably 150 to 175 labs so far in 2016 and the average is about one in three show up with some type of infection so whether that's blastocystis hominis whether that's giardia crypto etc and then the third piece or the third uh, segment of the population they just keep ignoring their symptoms until they literally are unable to move or walk or work uh. or get out of bed and now they want to get help i much prefer working with people that they have some symptoms, but they're not bedridden. You know, some people are in so much chronic pain that they have to have, you know, a parent or a sibling or someone email me to reach out. 
And those cases are really, really difficult and really traumatic and emotional to even deal with because they have waited so long. So I encourage people, this isn't just a huge pitch for me. There's dozens of functional medicine people out there. Look into what they do, look into their work, see if they know what they're talking about and, and get help because it is important to take action now rather than later because, you know, as we age, we make less growth hormone. We make less hydrochloric acid in our stomach. So it's not that getting old has to suck, but you want to maximize the youth that you have and try to take the vitality that you're given and then, you know, maximize that and, and get through these protocols because sometimes it, you know, it can be kind of tough. Yeah. Okay, I'm- so you're in Kentucky. I'm in Dallas. How do I work with you over this? Do I like turn in a box and mail it to you? What do I do here? <laughs> no, you send everything to the lab. So I don't ever look at poop myself. Um, the, the labs that I have relationships you with, send basically that to me. they send test kits to people. I'll look at poop. Send it to me. I'll send it to you, Mark. <laughs> Let's get a toothpick and just kind of <laughs> skim through it like, uh, oh, it's kind of it's gross. You'd have to have a high-powered microscope because a lot of these... Oh, I've got one of those. A lot of these oh, things we're talking about are so small that you you would never be able to see anything. A lot of people when they when they hear parasites, especially people that have never been exposed to, you know, our school of thinking, they're like, "Oh, that's so gross." And they just expect to see like things swimming around in the toilet when you go poop, and that's not the case. You're not typically going to see or notice these things. You know, a lot of times you just you just don't feel right or you have constipation or maybe you have diarrhea once a month and you don't think anything of it. That's a cycle that really stands out to me that, that something's going on. So yeah, I mean, to answer your question, Rick, everything's virtual. So I basically have several different labs that they send the test kits directly to people. And then it's a prepaid envelope. You complete the kits, they send them back to the lab. They send me the results. I send you the results and then we get on the phone or if people want face to face, then we do, we do that on Skype and then we talk and then we design the program and get you going with some of the nutrients. Well, Evan, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Sure. What's the bad? The bad news is we're out of time. Hmm. The good news that is, is bad news because this was a great conversation. Well, let's see. The good news is like there are still like three things of the list that we talked about that we didn't even get to. Like, I've, but I think this is a really important conversation. I just don't think enough people understand just the basics of it and just the whole antibiotic question. I, I, I'm really glad that we spent some time on that. So we're going to well, get yeah, you back on. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, like I said, that's probably the most common question that we get is people who are like, yeah, I'm doing what you guys are saying, but I'm not having great results. What's wrong with me? Am I yeah. broken? And then they get discouraged and they just go eat a pizza and a gallon of ice cream. And to be honest with you, Evan, like I feel like you're talking to me. Like I have to lift three times as much and three times as hard to get half as strong as everybody else. I clamp down on my diet and I have hardly any results at all. I can't sleep. And part of that's because of my crappy schedule. There's a lot of reasons why I'm like, okay, maybe these are some of the things that I need to start looking into and visiting if I want to, you know, kind of maximize my health. Yeah, that I'd never really it. thought about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'll just briefly say, you know, for myself, when, when I lost all of that weight, going back to what happened to me, I thought it was just stress. I thought, well, I'm working directly for the CEO of a supplement company. Like anybody under this amount of stress would lose weight. And then I went and uh, hung out at my buddy's buddy's house. And he said, man, he said, something's not right. He said, I bet you have a parasite. And so I I ignored him for six months. And then I finally, once we, my wife and I moved back to Kentucky, I ran the stool test and I showed up with uh, Cryptospiridium and Giardia, which are two waterborne uh, parasites. And so when we were in Austin, I was swimming in lakes and creeks and rivers and streams and everything all the time. We were always outside because the weather was so good there. And 
I finally made the connection. And then as soon as I talked with one of the, the clinical advisors at the lab, he said, have you swam anywhere with, uh, with a drought? Like, have you swam in any cities that have a drought? And I was like, well, Austin was definitely in a, a huge drought, yeah. you know, like 2011. And he goes, well, bingo. He goes, you picked it up from the water, my friend. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm like, that's it? Just swallowing a tiny piece of water or something or getting it up your nose could yeah. do it? He goes, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, wow. So it, it really blew my mind. And, I, you know, this this podcast was not to to scare people. It sure. was not to fear monger. I just want to tell people that, you know, just because you're not in a third world country doesn't mean that you can't have something going on in the gut. And these people in third world countries, typically they're not on as much antibiotics as right. us. They're eating a more ancestral diet anyway. So typically they have probably a, a much diverse much more diverse population of gut flora than, yeah. than we do. Because they're in the dirt, and they're getting exposed to bacteria, and they're drinking raw milk. And they're, uh, yeah, it's like if you're not ever exposed to it, if everything is just whitewashed, it's the same same concept. We're not supposed to right. be exposed to the same temperature all day. We're not supposed to be exposed to the same water temperature all day. We're not. Our feet aren't supposed to be feeling the inside of our socks, feeling one thing. Like We are designed for variation. Our food, we're not supposed to eat the same thing every single day at every at the same second of every day. And it's the same way with your gut and, and your, your, and your uh, uh, endocrine system and your immune system needs to be exposed to different things to, to function how it's supposed to function is basically what it boils down to. So um, tell everybody where they can find you. I know notjustpaleo.com, the Not Just Paleo podcast. Uh, I think you're at Not Just Paleo on Twitter. Uh, tell, where else can people find you? Yeah, those are all good places. You could just type in Evan Brand and you could find me. The podcast will be coming up on 200 episodes here pretty wow. soon. We've coming up on 5 million downloads pretty Woo. rapidly, so I'm excited wow. for that. And uh, there's a lot of info there. So, I mean, yeah. there's, you know, as of now, like 185 episodes for people to catch up on if you want to kind of hear more case studies and what people have and how we're getting them better and all of that. Cool. And do not put a turd in a box and write Evan Brand on it and drop it in the mailbox. Please don't. <laughs> no, send it, send it to the lab. I, yeah. I can't do anything with it. Or just a box of diarrhea. <laughs> awesome. Well, Evan, this has been great. Thanks so much for, uh, for your time and for being patient with our technical issues yesterday. Oh, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Evan. Uh, not just paleo.com. We mentioned all the stuff where you can find him. I highly recommend you checking his stuff out. Um, uh, he is a very smart guy, and he loves what he does, and he's very good at it. All right, it is now time for the Humans Being Human segment. And uh, we had a voicemail last week that we played about someone marrying a stranger, and that sort of wasn't the whole point. That wasn't even like the story. And so Rick and I reached out to Katie, and we're like, whoa, you need to sort of flesh this out a little bit. Hmm. Pun intended. Uh, so here's Katie and the ex- the explanation of the marrying a stranger story. I'm trying to get my headphones to work. Oh, okay. Well, we, we talked to uh, Katie. Technical issues abound this week for everyone. <laughs> we, well, I'm using these new noise-canceling headphones. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sweet. So uh, we already talked about our technical issues with Evan, but uh, Katie was actually our tech. I had to do a whole new Skype account, and the only Skype name I could remember besides Rick was Katie's because I just sent it in my other account. So I, I like I put Katie in, and we called her, and she was like our our test run on this new Skype account. So man, congratulations. Really interesting story, Mark. Well, I thought maybe <laughs> she would be honored by that. 
I mean, it is very much an honor to See? have been able to provide technical support See? to one of my favorite podcasts. Told you. Yes, well, there you go. One of. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Well, huh. Sorry, I mean my most favorite. Yeah, okay, okay, there That's we go. Better. I appreciate it, Katie. Well, okay, so Katie um, of thinkrightgrow.com. Um, and, and it's KH Consulting, Think Right Grow. So if you want to check her out, we'll give you a little plug there. Um, you, we actually heard your voicemail on the last show when we were having our desk-bound giveaway, which you did not win. I did not win. I know I was pulling yeah. for you, but we had a random. I wrote, I put all the names up on the board on my like whiteboard in my garage, and I asked Rick. Said pick a number between one and like thirty or whatever it was, and he picks a number. So that person won, and then I and like I did all redid all the numbers and had him pick an, again between one and twenty nine and pick. And he had no idea what he was picking. Um, yeah, I was like, what is Mark doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, and since when does Mark give me like a number to pick? And sixty nine is not a possibility <laughs> of the numbers. I don't one, understand. One to seventy, and then I both. You would have picked that one. Well, both of your oh, yeah. yeah, both of your answers, Rick, were questions. You were like, yeah, seven. You were like, you just texted me out of nowhere. I was like, pick a number between one and whatever. And I was like, nineteen yeah. question mark. And then you did it again. I was like, what are we doing? 21? Is it going to blow my house yeah. up? <laughs> okay, so All right, so we wanted episode, you back on. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead, Mark. In that ahead. episode, in the in the voicemail, you just sort of blew right past. I married a stranger, and then you talk about like diarrhea. Well, we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. You married you what? What you what happened? How do you marry a stranger? Well, you'd be 24 okay. and not incredibly smart. Okay. <laughs> no. I, was, I was that about uh, 10 years yeah, ago. Yes. Exactly. Um, so what happened was exactly what I just said. I was 24, and I guess I was not great at making decisions. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, it sounded like a good idea at the time. I wouldn't highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> but I had moved from the Midwest to Washington State. Oh gosh, quite eight months before that, and I started to make friends and met this settlement. And um, I actually came home crying in the States. So um, that should have been a sign that perhaps not when I should marry. Uh, but after vowing never to go on a second date with him, I did go on a second date with him, and then roughly three weeks later, we flew to Las Vegas and got married. Hold on. Hmm. So you said it was a stranger, but you went on two dates with him. So you it wasn't well, really a stranger. You knew him very well after two dates, I'm sure. Yeah. But, yes. <laughs> yes. Hold that. No. I mean, really. I suppose I could have just like met him and then immediately flown to Vegas. But instead, I went on a couple dates with him. Hey, Katie. Katie, you—it's we got like a, a weird connection or something. You sound like you're talking. You're—you sound like episode one of the Simply Human podcast. Uh, <laughs> like you're in a truck stop bathroom. Yeah. It sounds like you're really far away from the mic. Can you scoot the mic closer? Yeah. To your face. Is that better? Try if that. Not, I have, have different headphones. Like, hello. Okay, we were we were at the part where we were like, okay, family, come on now, like, sh- keep me from driving off a bridge. <laughs> Right, but you know that we're still on Skype, right? Is the connection better? Uh, yeah, I called your cell phone through Skype, so maybe it's... Yeah, it sounds better. Yeah, it sounds okay. way better. Hopefully this will work. So, uh, what I learned from this experience is that your coworkers will also not 
call you stupid to your face. And in fact, if you decide to marry a stranger, someone will say to you, at least one person, I married my husband or I married my yeah. wife after only knowing him for two weeks. Right. Like, oh, it'll and, work out. Like, give you validation. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be like, and we've been married for 92 years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so then you're like, oh, this is clearly the best decision I've ever made. And I'm going to be getting into a marriage that will last forever. So, like, was, like, your first dinner as a married couple full of talk, like, so, are you left or right-handed? <laughs> so, what's your middle name? Was there, like, a whole process of that? Are or, your, are your or parents what? still alive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, really, our first dinner as a married couple didn't happen because we ended up with the stomach flu. Ugh. And, ah. <laughs> um, but right before we flew to Vegas to get married, my dad actually did call my husband. But my almost husband and really got mad at him. Like, hmm. why didn't you ask my permission? Oh yeah, good for and him. I think you know, use the word cleave. I think from the Bible. <gasps> oh God, sounds like <laughs> sounds like Rick's dad. <laughs> and then the guy I married was really upset, and he was not religious at all. But he was like, Jesus is really mad at your dad right now. <laughs> 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 was great, and the best part is that. So the guy I married was a vegetarian, which is oh, not the best part. That's a problem. Did you know that about that before you got married? I did. And, you know, oh, okay, I, okay. He was just so smart that I overlooked it. Oh, um, that's probably too because vegetarians can't stop telling everybody how much they are vegetarian. Exactly. No, probably the first like, thing that came up. <laughs> he didn't want me to drink a Bloody Mary because there was you know, anchovy paste in it or something. Oh, gosh. But, One of those so guys. The first time my dad was going to meet this guy... Uh, my dad and I were on the phone talking about it, and my dad's like, yeah, well, I'm going to make you guys dinner, and I was really thinking I could sneak meat juice into there, uh, because he, you know, he thought it was hilarious that the guy's a vegetarian and meat juice was funny, and so I was dying of laughter and telling him that I always wanted to sneak uh, fish oil into his smoothies so that he could be healthier, and uh, my husband overheard the conversation, and I guess got his... And what I didn't know about him is how sensitive he was because <laughs> his panties all up in a bind. He wore panties too, which is something you didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely didn't know that either. Anyway, refused to, to consume food at my father's house. So we had to meet him at like a diner. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, okay, so then you get the stomach flu and then you, you this is what you talked about in the, in the, the voicemail is that you basically spent your honeymoon like at an ER diarrheaing and vomiting in front of each other. So before we did that, we were actually at the apartment that he was moving out of it because we were moving into a new place that we decided we were going to, you know, move in together since we just got married. And we were in the old place sharing the same bathroom for four hours. And I'm not joking. I probably vomited like 45 times. Oh. And then like every time it would come out the other end. And so finally I called the nurse hotline and I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm a newlywed. And- <laughs> Yeah, I'm on my honeymoon. Anyway, so she told us to eat ice chips, and so I called my friend. My friend brings some ice over, but we lived in this, well. He lived in this apartment that you couldn't buzz the person in, and so I had to walk down oh. the stairs. <laughs> and so by the time I got to the bottom of the stairs, You're throwing up again. I had to my pants. <laughs> oh my god! Because I was <laughs> sick, and so. Then I came back upstairs and like had to hide the dirty underwear. Oh. <laughs> I was really embarrassed because you know. And he was like, "Oh, you, he was like, why are you wearing my panties?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, we lived across the street from the hospital, literally oh, wow. across the street. And I was like, "I am too sick to walk there. Yeah. We have to go 
to get a ride. Ambulance. I can't. And so well, my friend came and picked us up, but then we had to wait in the emergency room probably near an hour Yeah. And then when they finally got us back there, they made this big joke about how you were in a honeymoon suite and they had us hooked up to IV oh. together. And I don't know if this was because of the vegetarianism, but I remember being really freaked out because he like couldn't the IV, like it took him like an hour and a half to absorb it, whereas I was done within twenty minutes. Well, and this is where the, the love toilet would have really come in handy, Rick. Yeah. Saturday Night Live, uh, the love seat toilet. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's awkward enough when you know someone and get married and that, that part of the, the relationship comes up. Like, I, like when we were on our honeymoon, we stayed at a little bed and breakfast. It was about as big as, oh, I was just a couple hundred square feet. It was just like all one room. And the bathroom, there was like an open space over the, there was, it wasn't like a, a separate room, right? The bathroom was just like, behind this like partition and so it was like it was just it was awful you know like you'd like do your business and like all right time for bed like it's just like i just took a big dump in our bed but um (laughs) well okay well this has been great we are out of time but thank you for coming on and explaining and i'm and and you you are no longer married i i think we gathered that from the voicemail um yes. so congratulations. Yeah, so congratulations on yeah. that. So Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Uh we will talk to you soon. Great, thank you. Bye. Bye. Alright, thank you, Katie. It is now time for the tip of the week, the simply human tip of the week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. Uh Rick, are you ready for the tip of the week? Uh yeah, I'm ready for the tip of the week. Uh, I've been waiting all week for the tip of the week. Thank you for asking me, Mark. Yeah, no problem. Uh, actually, the tip of the week is something we talked about uh, with Evan, uh, and it has to do with antibiotics. Oh man, that's pretty cool. Cause I like uh, to talk about antibiotics, and I like to arrest people and uh, send people to handcuffs and stuff. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Um. So if this is an article, a study out of the Journal of American, the Journal of American. <laughs> JAMA Journal of American Medical Association man I'm glad the real Rick isn't, isn't uh, listening to this um, and it was basically a study they looked at some data from 2000-2011 the study was uh, released in early May the first few days of May um, and it basically looked at all the times that antibiotics were prescribed and then I I'm not really sure. I'm not a. I'm not a doctor and not a scientist. I'm not really sure exactly how they determined this, but I'm going to leave it up to the experts. The Journal of the American Medical Association. Thank you. I got that right. Uh, basically, it said uh, the results were that uh, more than or a little less than half of all antibiotic prescriptions. Um, so there were 506 antibiotic antibiotic prescriptions from 2010 to 2011, uh, and of those. 353 were appropriate. So whatever, uh, 506 minus 353, uh, what is that, about 153? Is that right? I think I just did that math in my head, and I'm a genius. Yeah, so quite a few of the of the, of the sample that they looked at were, were not necessary, um, which, is a, which is a pretty big number. Um, so all that to say, like what we talked about with Evan, uh, antibiotics are great. They've saved a lot of lives, but just be careful and do your research on whether or not to just throw an antibiotic at something, uh, just because that's what you've always done or just because that's what doc in the box tells you to take. Uh, a lot of times, oh, you take an antibiotic and then you're better in three days. Well, if it's not bacterial, you're going to be better in three days anyway. 
so it, this is kind of a, a, a return to the average that was going to happen anyway. Um, uh, and that return to the average uh, phrase is something that I learned in the book Bad Science by Ben Goldacre. So check that out. Yeah, I don't like to read books are for prisoners. Rick, thank you for your uh, uh, input and in the conclusion of the show here. All right, that is going to do it. Um, so go to the website, simplymaster.com. We've got Brian McKenzie, Aaron McKenzie. Um, uh, Kevin Geary's coming back on. Kate Galliette is coming back on. Rick and I talked about a uh, uh, Rick. Yeah, Rick, you and I talked about. Um, yeah, we did talk about it. Uh, doing like an Everyman month of July, just having listeners, people to come on and tell their real life stories that don't have to be experts or doctors or anything like that. Yeah, I can't wait. That's my favorite part of the show. I can't wait to do that. I love it to do it. I like it. Tell the policeman. I like to policeman. Okay, I bet you do. Um, all right, well, so it's it. go to the website. Uh, we already mentioned it. Email is simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Periscope, Instagram, at simplyhuman. Do follow Rick on Periscope at rbentley3032. Rick, are you look uh, putting out any more Periscopes? Yeah, I'm going to go to a truck stop men's room and Periscope uh, the goings on in there. I cannot wait. All right, so that is going to do it for this edition of the Simian Podcast. And remember... And then body system two is your gut. So your mouth, do your butt. Your mouth, do your butt. Your mouth, do your butt. So until next time, enjoy yourself. Yeah.